There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your setting. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome to Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows that used to be on the Sci-Fi channel. I am Sean fangirl And I'm Steve, and tonight we'll be discussing Episode 9 of Season 5 of The Expanse, the penultimate episode. Yeah! I'm glad you said that, because I can never say that word. (laughs) I I always screw that. I don't know. That was, oh my gosh, there was so much going on. Yeah, there actually was. And we still didn't uh, get anything completely resolved. (laughs) Oh my god. I was so stressed out watching this. I think I've been saying that all episode, or all season. Oh yeah, absolutely. They are just, like, trying to get me on Xanax. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. It's either that or the writers have stock in like chocolate companies and they yes. want me eating a lot. I don't know which it is. But episode nine, which I'm not going to be able to say the name of this little island. I'm going to screw that up. Winnipesaukee. Oh, good. Glad you had that. <laughs> I was like, mess that one up. But Amos, Clarissa, and a gang of thieves work together to leave Earth. Avaslara tries to head off a brutal military strike. Drummer's new family bonds are tested as Naomi's life hangs in the balance. And all I'm going to say with that is, you think? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, oh my God. So let's start with the Pella because that was the least amount that we got this episode. Right. But still okay. very emotional scene. Oh man. I was mad. Oh, absolutely. We'll I'm so mad. But I'm also, I'm hopeful if that makes sense. So I'll explain in a minute. All right. Okay. So we open with Marco getting an update on the Free Navy recent battles. Which resulted in some Martian and some UN ships being destroyed, but also some Belter deaths. And of course, his statement, the Free Navy mourns our allies who died in this valiant effort. And then with a grin, but it was worth the price. Was it? To him? Hell yes. I he kind don't of care who like, he, wh- yeah, how exactly. many Belters die. That means nothing to him. Oh, yeah. This man, <laughs> this is why I can't. I just can't with him. He's so smarmy. Right. And you just wish Philip was down below his little throne and just possibly heard that comment, but no. <sighs> I kind of wish everybody was able to yeah, hear that comment. Everybody on the bridge heard it, but no. Not I... even that. Like every belter everywhere. Yes. So they can be like, <laughs> yeah. wait, what? Like, hold on, hold on. You're cool with all of us dying because you want more? It's like, granted, they all want more, but he doesn't seem to have a problem with anybody dying. No. As long as he's going to be last man standing is what it feels like. Absolutely. But that grin dissipates when he gets a message from Coral, the woman who we all love to hate. Yes. (laughs) And his eyes and ears in Drummer's fleet, which again, she's going out at airlock, I swear. But she lets him know that something odd happened with the fake distress call. 
And the Chetsamoka had something happen. And it doesn't seem like it just, like the battery ran out. The message changed. And he listens to the stop and start edit with Naomi's voice. I'm saying that in quotes. Saying that she's in control rather than it saying no control. Right. And Marco realizes that his precious control is slipping away again. And he punches the console in disgust. Why couldn't he have broken his hand? Right. (laughs) Got electrocuted or something. (laughs) Wow. Would that be a sucky way to go? Yeah. (laughs) Now I'm imagining that. Like, he's just mad and punches something and then he gets electrocuted. Yeah. It'd be a little anticlimactic, I guess. (laughs) Yes, it would. But... Later, Marco ends up paying Philip a visit, asking if he can come in. Like, he really was going to wait for permission anyway, but that's the story. And suddenly, both of them apologize for their past behavior. But did Marco really come to apologize or come to manipulate a little bit more? Oh, yes. Absolutely manipulate. (sighs) Uh, (laughs) He tells Philip that his mother, in fact, is not dead. And she didn't walk out the airlock out of sadness or despair or remorse. She wasn't trying to kill herself or trying to escape them. She left us, both of us, again. And I feel like, come on, Philip, you've got to see this. You've got to remember what she said. Right. That the only power anybody has is leaving. Yep. And Philip is very much like on the edge of an emotional breakdown. I mean, he doesn't seem to take it well. No. But he pauses, and then he's like mad and like throwing things, whatever. And then they hug. But I kind of feel like, wait, did he remember? Maybe he was thinking like she was trying to get away from Marco and what he had Philip do. I don't know, but I'm really hoping. Right. I don't know. What do you think? I'm still thinking that Philip's a lost cause. I, I may just be a negative Nelly, but I still don't think there's any way he's breaking free of Marcos's control. Uh, I just really, really want him. Oh, I do too, but uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> exactly. Frustrating as hell. <laughs> you got to tell us. Even if you tell us like where we don't let everybody else know, you got to tell us, Christina. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We also have the Screaming Firehawk. I love the name. I'm sorry. And the Rossi. And we have, of course, Crow and Marco, not the only ones who figured out that something about the message is weird. And maybe, just maybe, it's more than meets the ear. Yeah. <laughs> the Razorback, which is now the Screaming Firehawk. I don't know why we keep changing names. You guys are messing me up. But, and the Rossi, anyway, are both en route. And the Razorback is still closer. So they have less time to figure out what's going on. But I feel like Bobby and Alex might figure it out. We can help. Yeah. But both crews agree something odd's going on and we've got to figure it out. So is it a malfunction? Is it more? Maybe Naomi's injured and there's some other reason she can't communicate. And I feel like Bobby was working it out a little faster than everybody else. More than likely, yeah. So fingers crossed. But (laughs) Holden and how did Christina put it last week? His murder face? Yes. (laughs) When Bull's just like, we don't exactly have the fuel to waste to help her. As if getting Naomi as fast as possible would be a waste of time. Bull, what are you thinking? You're going to be like on a float very soon. Yeah. Or you're just going to be sitting there in a suit being like pulled along by a string. (laughs) Wait, wait, you're going. He's like not going to space you, but he's going to make you think for a while. (laughs) 
you're in timeout. I love how Monica is just like, dude, no, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, kind of looking at him like, exactly. stupid. Yeah. As Jessica, who is a you know fellow podcaster of ours on occasion, he's like, obviously, he can't see murder three inches from his face. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe Bull does need a timeout. We'll see what happens. Let's go to the moon. Okay. <laughs> just saying, if you've been following a lot of like stock stuff, you know what that is. But anyway, we're really going to the moon because anyone, anyone who has worked with Christian Avasalara for any time knows you don't want to be greeted with the you son of a bitch. (laughs) And yet that is how she's greeting Admiral Delgado. And the reaction is because just moments ago, she's seen a news report of the UN destroying Palace Station, a retaliatory move against the belt that she was not in favor of. And I am 100% like on her side because A, you've just messed up where they've been trying to grow plants. Right. Which would be for more than just the Earth. It would be for everybody who's going through the rings. Yep. That is supplies that you're messing up for everybody. And yes, now you're going to jack it up. And all those belters are going to become supporters of Marco. Yep. Oh, my God. I Like, my heart is pounding right now because I'm, like, all moved <laughs> up. Um, of course, she's not in favor of what comes next in the cabinet meeting because apparently UN Secretary, Secretary General Pastor is flush with confidence and he's ready to consider follow-up strikes on Belter strongholds, including Ceres Station. What the hell is wrong with you? Yeah, he... Thinks he's got a big stick now. (laughs) Right. Well, she points out, which I really like the way she pointed out, that Marco doesn't speak for everyone in the belt. But that's about to change. Keep blowing up stations. You got that right. And the belt's 100% going to turn on you. And they had even mentioned Tycho. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, cheese and rice. Are you kidding me? And when she's like, I want to see Marco's head on a spike as much as anybody, because this is where we get the apparently the 100 percent reveal that her husband is, in fact, dead. Right. Because she said he killed my Arjun. Right. I want him dead. Do you know how I feel? I want to pull apart everybody who ever had contact with him, like limb from limb. And right now, everyone who has loved and ever has loved anybody on Palace Station is feeling what I feel. Yes. And every partisan we killed, we've made 10 more. And that was just like super powerful. It really was. Great speech. Oh my gosh. She's amazing. I love her. Yes. <laughs> and just listening to it, it's like, it makes you stop and think. It's like, I fe- felt almost like it was way more than just like a a moment. It's really speaking to everything that's ever happened like in history like this. Right. Absolutely. And of course, Pastor and Delgado are like, yeah. And, oh, I felt like I felt like they were saying women have a lot of emotions. Right. Because just the way they're like, well, we understand you're dealing with a lot. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Wrong thing to you. say. <laughs> just going to take off that heel and beat the crap out of you. Yeah. Is all I kept thinking. You're about to have a heel in the eye. Oh, my gosh. It's like, all right, you know what? You want to be like that? You want your little crazy beat your chest and let's see what I can do. I'm not going to be part of this. 
I resign. He's like, okay, I accept your resignation. And then three others stood up and said the same thing. And he's like, wait, what? Yeah. And she kind of tosses over her shoulder. We're supposed to be better than this. And you see his face, pastor's face fall a little bit like, oh, crap. Yeah. Because the only reason people were probably listening to me was because they seen her with me. Right. And it's like, huh, okay, now what? And later we had we had seen her like at the memorial for the people who died. And her, she added her husband's name to the list because we had seen her watch that happen earlier. And when you seen it earlier, like it took me a second to realize what it was. And then it's right. like, oh, that's tough. And then when you see her do it, I was tearing up. Yes. Because it just felt like, okay, this is this is it. This is the final. Wow. You know, that moment where they're saying, yep, this this happened. Now, I know we've discussed before, if you don't see it on screen, don't believe it. Right. So I'm still kind of hoping. But we also haven't seen her daughter show up yet, even though I'm sure she's supposed to be there at this point. Yes, absolutely. But like, I don't know, show me an actor because I'm trying to freak out. (laughs) Yeah, I kind of think that, yeah, he's gone now. I know, I know, it's not Doctor Who, and it's not right. like all yes. the stuff that we've seen there, but uh, I, I just want to hope. I don't know why, I just want to hope. Right. But as she's standing there, in her her solemn moment, she's approached by one of the ministers, I'm assuming current, past, but I don't know, they don't exactly say, do they? No, they didn't. But after everything that's happened, there's going to be a vote of no confidence for pastor. And she's like, whoa, whoa, I don't want to be part of any coup. And they're like, no, they just thought it would be a little bit better coming from me. We want you to step back into your old position as secretary general. If we put it out there, would you be willing? And she's like, what? Yeah. (laughs) Like you seen that look on her face. Like, okay, yeah, that's what I want. But damn, I was just fighting with my husband about this before everything happened. And I just put his name up there. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Not a time but to be hitting course. her with this, but maybe right. it's but the best time for to, to hit her with this so she can't fall into a deep grief. You know what? Yeah, yeah, you're probably right because she's best, I guess, under stress. Yep. And then, I mean, the way they've written her character... I really think that she needs this to not totally fall apart, too. Right. Oh, absolutely. And the next moment when we see her, she's actually in Delgado's office. And, okay, this is weird because she's like, hey, what's up? And he's like, oh, they're coming to you, weren't they? And she's like, yep, and I want you to be part of my team. He's like, are you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) Because they've butted heads, but they've been solid. I'm like trying to find the right word. Right. He calls her the once in future queen, which kind of funny, but he laughs. When he's offered the position, he's like, really? And she's like, I trust you. You're not afraid of me. Right. And you're not afraid (laughs) to tell me what you think. And the pod dog agrees. (laughs) And yeah, we can disagree. We can disagree vehemently. But it doesn't mean you're not smart and you're not the person who needs to be in in the right place at the right time, basically. Right. But he's like, I put in my uh, transfer to be on a military mission because someone's going to kill Marco and Aros and I really like it to be me. And, and you I go, feel like really? as old as you are, come on. <laughs> I, well, she does say you have been out there in what a decade or something. Yeah. Or, but it doesn't seem like anything Avasalara says is going to sway him. Nope. So they have a drink. 
Yeah. Yeah. And she starts the joke that he was telling her earlier, a belter, a Martian, and an Earther go to a bar, but she never finished it. So what's the punchline? (laughs) Well, it was making fun of the belt, that everything the belt has to offer is terrible. But apparently that used to be funnier. Just a bit. Because nobody's going to underestimate the belt now. And I don't know if we're going to see anything in the last episode. So next season, because I think we have at least one more, right? Yes. They did say six is guaranteed. Yes. But nothing else is guaranteed beyond that. So I am worried. And any chance we're going to get double the episodes? (laughs) No. Oh my gosh. So that's that's how that stands. And we have one more episode to see if she is in fact going to be the official secretary general and if everything's going to play out the way we think it might play out. But I'm worried with that too. Right. Yeah, I have a feeling this is where we're going to leave Ava Solara. We will not see her in this the season finale. God, don't say that. I need to see something. Right. No, I think it's all going to be about Naomi. I, oh, so we're going to have Naomi, Drummer, Alex, Bobby, Holden, and Marco, probably. I need like 30 seconds with Christina. <laughs> and, to see that she's um, now in charge. Well, that she's in charge and, oh my God, why am I having a brain fart? Amos. Amos is there and she's like going to talk to him about something. I don't, I don't know. Right. They, they need a moment. <laughs> Not a moment, but you know, a moment. So they're talking like, all right, we're, we're taking him out, sending the Rossi. I don't know. Something. Yeah. Okay. You just need yeah. to see Amos call her Chrissy again. Something. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Now that that stresses, it's going to stress me out for a week. Drummer. Let's talk about drummer because holy crap. Right. All right. On the DeWalt, which is the ship that they they salvaged and saved, right? Or was that her ship? I, I think that was her it. ship. Okay. Carl and Oksana are talking with the, dis- with, uh, oh my God, I can't even talk. I'm getting so like flustered. The distress call switching up and they have a private chat about it. And what the hell? Because Carl's like, the Chetsamoka hasn't changed course, meaning that Naomi may be alive, but she's not in control. And Oksana's like, well, Drummer's going to insist on going to see for themselves. And Carl's like, she can't know what's going on. And right there, I'm like, wait a second. Right. Who are you actually, I can't say serving, but who are you more worried about? Oksana is like, I can't lie to her. And of course, when you have Carl's like, well, who is your family? Who do you want to make sure is safe? Right. I'm like, is that Carl threatening everybody else on the ship and threatening the whole crew that they switched and that, you know, is on with Marco? It's like, what's oh, going on? absolutely it was a threat. But it also seemed like her saying, like, don't you love me? Like, I thought there was something with those two as well. No, I don't think so. You don't think there was? No. Or fam, something? Like, I just, I don't know. Something was bugging me. Hmm. Like, beyond just, well, if you don't play ball. Right. That I don't know why, but I just, I feel it. And now, I don't know if we're going to... is a little jealous that she's hasn't been accepted into the crew like the others. Now, I could buy that. Because, yeah, she's I... not part of the family. So, That's all I'm going to say. Urgh. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah. don't worry, because Marco will send orders soon. And when he does, you and yours will follow them. Because otherwise, it'll be your fault. It's like, urgh. Yeah. I want to punch her in the face. <laughs> that actress is good. Yes, I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> <Very laughs> I hate good. her so much. She probably saves puppies and kittens in her spare time. But man, I hate her right now. Yep. <laughs> 
Well, what might those orders be, you ask? Well, from a real chipper video message from Marco, he informs Drummer, you and the rest are going to rendezvous with a handful of other free Navy ships and destroy the Rossinate. Well, that was already a craptastic plan, but to Drummer, it's also very confusing because the Rossi, if it's already headed straight into a trap, what's the point? Why put these ships at risk? Right, absolutely. That's a head scratcher. And I feel like that's only going to make Drummer think more about it. Right. But Kral plays it off like it's PR for the Free Navy. Because it's going to look good for whoever takes out the Rossi, the dreaded symbol of assimilation and compromise. And Drummer's like, uh, I don't yeah, think so. No. You're playing this up and it's just going to be worse and worse. Yeah. See, I feel like here, here's your chance, Drummer. Go ahead. Go by the Rossi and shoot Kral out and be like, here's yes. your target. <laughs> but it goes without saying that there is rage just boiling under the surface and it is going to be very hard for drummer to keep her composure yes and oksana recognizes this really well and it's like hand over your gun and of course you know the whole why she's like you know why yeah <laughs> and they all kind of look inside eye corral who apparently isn't paying attention she does not get cues apparently yeah but you know killing her is going to make it worse and it's like, will it though? Right. Like, oops, I oh. had a malfunction. Right. Uh, and you know, Marco, it would never buy. If something happens to Corral, he's taking those three ships out. That's just all there is to it. That's true. But still. He's got to protect his backside because <sighs> he likes to sway it in the wind. Yeah. Well, the exchange with Drummer and Oksana was even worse. Yes, it was. Because she is at the end of her rope, and she is yelling at Oksana, who's like on the other side. She's about to, I don't know, spacewalk? I don't know what she was doing. Yeah, getting ready for this battle, but they shouldn't be at the anywhere near the Rossi yet. So, yeah, I right. didn't, didn't quite understand that either. Why separate from right. each other right now? But, you know, she's screaming about how Marco killed Ashford. I'm saying his name wrong. And he killed Naomi. And now, basically, he wants to kill her crew because we're ganging up on Naomi's friends to murder them. And he killed, oh my God, why am I forgetting his name on Tycho? Johnson, too. Yes, thank you. Fred Johnson. What the hell? And when she says, how much shit do I have to eat before you treat me with some respect? I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> this is breaking my heart. And because she's so angry and you can feel that. Just yes, absolutely. Waves. Yes. It's probably and a good thing that there was that glass door between the two true, of them. True, true. <laughs> And when Oksana quietly asks, do you love us too? I'm like, okay, does she mean her crew? Does she mean herself? Does she mean the whole Belter family, like in general? Yeah, I think she's talking their little family because, you know, she mentions that she loved Naomi. And so Oksana is going to play off that love that she has for them to keep her in line is what's going on here. And I don't like it. No, that's why I'm feeling like Oksana, as much as I want her to be ah, like loyal with Naomi and the rest, I just feel like, I don't know, there's something bugging me. Right. Unless she just is not as hardcore as 
some of them. Right. Well, and I read one just... review that said that she, that Oksana seems to be the most relaxed person we've ever met in this show. Just nothing gets her been out of shape. And, and maybe that's what's just throwing me off. Exactly. Because the way we've seen all the belters be so high strung. Yes. So that's definitely unusual. Yeah, that that may be it 100%. Like, I just can't deal with... Because she's not, calm that I can't deal with it. It's that it's just got me so off kilter. Like, right. I don't know how to feel about her. Yeah. But Oksana at this point finally reveals, because Drummer's like, of course I love you guys. She reveals that Naomi may still be alive. And Marco's orders are really an insurance policy to make sure the Rossi won't be able to help her. Which I feel like, okay, with any luck, the screaming... Firehawk or whatever the hell the name is right now. Right. Gets there, saves her. The Rossi ends up going a whole different route and they never come in contact. Right. Because then that would help everybody all around. Drummer, of course, is super pissed and it does not help. But Oksana's like, remember what happens if we disobey Marco? And that's where we leave that because now we have that running around Drummer's head. Right. Like, I don't know how this is going to work. Like, maybe Drummer's going to be like, all right, everybody on the other ship, I'm doing this one by myself and take off. I don't know. Right. This is going to be weird. And there's a lot of, but what about, what about, what about? Yeah. <laughs> so there's no point saying what about anymore. We're just going to go on to the island that I can't say. <laughs> Winna, what was it? Winnipesaukee? Yeah, Winnipesaukee. Okay. I'm not going to have to say it anymore because we're not going to be there. But anyway. <laughs> yes. Fortunately, we got on, off that damn island. <laughs> yes. On the permafrozen earth or semi-permafrozen, whatever. Amy Peaches, Eric, and Eric's crew have arrived at Lake Winnipesaukee, which, seen from an aerial approach, is ugh, just this fully lavish yet abandoned mansion area, all covered in snow. And the property that they pick first, which I'm like, oh, okay, they see it. Kind of shocked they didn't go around the whole island, but probably better. They see the shuttle that can get them to Luna, but there's a problem. According to the estate staff, who are the winter staff and are very startled to see these guests. The reactor has to be repaired before it can fly. And they're like, why are you hiding down here by the shuttle? Well, we figured everybody who's anybody who was going to come and try to steal shit would be stealing it from where it all is. Right. Inside the house, not out in the <laughs> right. And hanger. it's funny because one of the staff recognizes Peaches and she's like, wait, you're Clarissa and you were here for Thanksgiving. And wait, I remember you and your sister fighting and this. It's like, all right, all right. Enough with the flashbacks here, even though we didn't get to actually see it. Right. <laughs> but we pretty much know that, yeah, there's a lot of crap that has happened in the past. And it's not going away. Right. But hey, food and supplies are running low because it's only getting colder and nobody thought that we were going to need a whole lot of stuff here. And we thought people would be bringing us supplies, but eh, that's not happening. So what are we going to do? We're going to have to try to work together to figure out what's going on on the shuttle. Great. But Amos and Peaches pretty much have the electric and mechanical stuff done, but we need some more. We need 
a tech wizard. Hey, Eric, are you willing to help so we can get this up and running fast? Well, fine. <laughs> yeah. Eric's like, well, I guess I got to lift a finger here because maybe it's just the software issue and it's some kind of security protocol. Makes sense. I guess they don't want their staff taking it for a joyride. Spin around, yeah. <laughs> but I love it because Peaches is like, you can do that. You can fake an idea like that. And Eric and Amos, yeah, they're just kind of like, yeah. If you only knew. (laughs) Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Well, of course, that's interrupted by a group of strangers appearing outside. Turns out that it's other groups of winter staff that have been freaking out because it's like, are you here from the UN? Are you bringing us supplies? Are you here to rescue us? What's going on? And Eric, of course, is like, I'm not helping these people. Screw that. And Amos, because of Peaches, decides to help them. It's like, you know what? Yeah. Why are we going to leave them here? Either give them the helicopter or bring them with. It's pretty much makes sense. Right. But I'm sure none of those people knew how to fly a helicopter. Yeah, I doubt it. So, all right. If you want out, be here. If you're not here, you're done. We're leaving you. Yep. And of course... It's going to get interrupted again, because the second time it gets interrupted, there's another group of estate employees. (laughs) Heavily armed. Yes, gun-toting security forces. Yeah, you know what? Why don't you give us your food, and we'll take it to a central place, and by the way, we're going to need your helicopter and anything else that you feel like giving us. And it's like... we'll take. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm trying to be nice about it. Yeah, no, they were thugs. Well, guess what? Because you're going to be douche nozzles. Eric and Amos are going to push right back because you think you have the upper hand? Probably not. No. Because guess who was the big man back in Baltimore? Well, that was Eric. And he just is not hiding his disdain for these guys. No. (laughs) This is the most pathetic shakedown I've ever seen. You must be new at this. And things almost turn violent, but Peaches jumps in to play Peacemaker, which I thought was kind of dumb. I honestly thought, though, she was going to turn all crazy. Right, and, like, yeah, she would hulk out. out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was going to happen. I was like, uh-oh, uh-oh, what's going to happen? But no, she she was really trying to just play Peacemaker. And they're like, you know they're going to come back, right? Yeah. She's like, well, maybe we'll be gone by then. Well, probably not. And I feel like because of her playing Peacemaker at this point, it cost more people their lives than it probably should have. But I I think that's probably a good assessment. Yeah. But we know it's not over. And Eric and Peaches are talking up in the cockpit. And he's like, why does he call you Peaches? (laughs) I love it. She's like, I don't know. Why do you call him Timmy? It's like, because that's his name. Should I ask? Probably not a good idea. No. (laughs) And then when Amos is taking a break is when he finally figures out what's going on. Because, you know, sometimes you're afraid to change because of fear. And holy crap, wait a second. And of course, as he's going to go in and figure this all out, what happens? They're back. (laughs) 
Of course. We couldn't not have them come back because no. that was life easy. And it looked like there was probably about three times more people than what they first showed up with, at least. Right. And they probably wouldn't have noticed anything had they all been taken out earlier. But, yep. well, now people on both sides are being killed. But, hey, Amos did figure out the power coupler is what was keeping the reactor from starting. He removes that. He fixes it. And... Great, we're going to be able to take off, but he, of course, had to go out and engage because way too many people. And again, I said it earlier, more people pretty much died because of the delay. Right. But thankfully, they were able to get the staffs, I will say that, from all the other areas on. It's going to be tight. Get in, sit down, lay down, do what you must. Right. But we did get kind of got to see Peach's motto. Right. And <laughs> Eric goes, I'm going to be a lot nicer to her from now on. <laughs> right. <laughs> Damn she took right. How <laughs> a, a lot of people without any guns. Yeah. But unfortunately, we do we do see somebody from Eric's crew. I'm assuming she doesn't make it because they, you know, they get in. It was her and Amos were the last two to get on. And when you see her again, he's like, I don't know, filling in her bullet holes. Cause you see some blood floating. Right. Yeah. And I, I don't know. If, I think she survived. But you think? Yeah, I do. See, I wasn't sure because. Right. Cause yeah, he was repairing those wounds, but also trying to secure her from <laughs> floating around all over the place. Yeah. So that's why I wasn't a hundred percent if she made it. Right. Uh, I don't know, but at least they're going to make it to the moon. Hopefully quick. Yeah. Yikes. That's all I'm saying. Like, that was a big portion of this, and it was, like, really heartbreaking because you see, yeah, the rich people who may or may not have made it. Right. I didn't care about anybody who was left there. But then again, could they have even made it there to tell them or help them? Right. Probably or not. Or send anybody to help. Right. Yeah. If you have a, a mansion in New Hampshire, you're probably living in New York City and that's no more. So. True. <sighs> and finally, let's get to the Chetsamoka. And we see Naomi, who is uh, just like the MacGyver <laughs> yes. of our little group that's happening everywhere. And she's able to MacGyver together. I'm going to use that as a verb. The helmet screen. And it shows that the Firehawk is indeed closing in on her position. And she's really pissed about it. But after a half second of excitement and just panic, she's like, well, hell, I need to be rescued. But yeah, I, I can't let them die happen. doing it. Yeah, because you see that she's looking worse for wear. Oh, yeah. And she apparently has a sudden idea hit her and she goes back into the oxygen deprived area. But what is she going to do? I no clue. <laughs> I really don't have a clue what even a guess what she might be trying to come up with. I mean, is she going to tap out in Morse code or something else? I mean, right. Thing? If she had just a little bit of air, she could go out and paint a sign on the ship. <laughs> Bomb inside. Yeah. Stay away. <laughs> I really don't know what she's going to do. Uh-uh. She got some kind of idea, but no clue. She may be able to vent something that might give them a hint of what's going on. I don't know. Telling you. It's all so stressful. Yes. (laughs) That's an understatement. Yes. Okay. Deep breaths, everybody. Yes. 
<sighs> All right. So I guess we'll see who else is as stressed out as we are. Yes. <laughs> okay. And do we have any feedback for this episode, Steve? Oh, we absolutely do. We have some feedback from our friend Fred from the Netherlands. So let's take a listen and hear what he thinks of this episode. Hello, Steve, Sean, and all listeners to the Fangirl Zone. This is Fred from the Netherlands with some feedback for DX Bonds Season 5, Episode 9. Very short feedback because I'm very busy online educating. I found that the episode had a little bit too many storylines. Amos and Clarissa, Alex and Bobby, on the Rosinante, Avacerola on the moon, Naomi's story, and drummer. And even Marcos Inaros a little bit. All interesting storylines, but just a little bit too much for one episode. Okay, that was all for now. Greetings, all the best, Fred from the Netherlands. Yeah, Fred, I can understand. I can see you thinking that that was probably just a little too much. <laughs> but I think they were definitely wanting to set up the season finale. Uh, this one actually felt more like a setup episode than the penultimate episode. <laughs> I hate to say that, but. See, I felt like, okay, they're throwing it all in because it's like, all right, let's touch on everybody because we're almost done and we know we're going to freak a whole lot of people out. That's probably very true as well. <laughs> but oh it's good to hear from you, Fred, and don't work too hard. I'm glad you're staying busy, and we're looking forward to hearing from you on the finale. Thanks, Fred. We also have some feedback from our friend Christina from Ohio, our Expanse book expert. And boy, let's hear what kind of wisdom she can give us today. Hey, Sean and Steve, this is Christina from Ohio giving my thoughts on the ninth episode of The Expanse Season 5, Winna Chesapeake? Winna Chesapeake? Sakapi? Anamanapia? I don't know. <laughs> this is the ninth episode. Let's start with Amos Peaches. Look, I think that Peaches is okay. I like Peaches from the book a lot better. I'm just going to throw it out there. Peaches in the show feels like she got the Daryl Dixon treatment. And if you've never watched Walking Dead, you don't know what that means. But it means that one character is so popular, if he likes another character, that everyone will like that character too. That is what Peaches is in this show. So I kind of wasn't thoroughly impressed with their storyline. I'm not saying it's Boring. Everything with Amos is great. I love Eric. I could have kept Eric for days, but unfortunately, what we got was some dick security guys coming up, wanting all their stuff, and then a firefight that was postponed so we could fix the ship and have Thanksgiving dinner. And then there was the firefight that's going to happen in dark now, and a lot of people died. And then they got off the planet. And yeah, I'm sure this is exactly the type of action many have been waiting for. But quite frankly, I don't find this as compelling as other things on the expanse and that's just maybe my particular feeling on it uh let's go to the whole pastor thing this is one of those i will say this is not one of my favorite episodes of the season mainly because of the book changes which i will get into no sean i am not telling you what philip does that you will have to stay tuned for (laughs) ma'am 
<laughs> nice try though. You tried to really get it out of me to like spoil me. I don't give a ding. But no, I'm not going to spoil you. I will say I did not like that Philip was told his mother was alive. That is definitely not what happens in the book, which does lead to certain conflict. Definitely puts some things in Philip's mind, but then they don't give us that. So I really hated it, which means I really didn't like that he had absolutely zero reaction to his mother killing himself because that scene was supposed to be a lot bigger. Like he flip the flip out when he thought his mother had killed himself and and then that's when he goes into a whole other space so I'm guessing they're gonna mess around with Philip season six but I didn't enjoy it the way they they kind of portrayed that scene and then Marco going in saying she left us both he did what he was supposed to do but he just didn't tell her that uh let me break it down to the whole Christian situation I am not feeling it Because David Pastor was clearly meant to be some Battlestar Galactica reference fanfare and not just make sense for the story because it was a waste. Oh, he was in. We're going to follow the line of secession because we just can't put her in charge. However, we're going to make sure this person fails because the only person capable of running the government in Earth was Christian. No, we've had so many terrible UN secretaries. I would have preferred another character stepping in that she can work with because, man, I love Christian. I do. I really do. But she sucked as UN secretary. There's no debate about that. She's great at what she does. Her threat assessment level is on like the best, but she's not a great UN secretary. We've seen her in the role before. She was never elected. She's not elected once again. It's kind of a crap on on the democratic process and I kind of don't like it. (laughs) But it happened. Palestation. Her putting Arju's name up there was really sad and also something my Christian would never do but Christian did not do that she continued to call him till he died because she refused to believe that he was dead she would never give up hope on him so I understand that they have to make these changes for the show and I don't I say I hate them but I don't hate them it just causes some dissonance for me from the characters I know them to be versus what the show kind of changes to accommodate because of course they have to shorten 800 page books and I get it (laughs) but those are my minor complaints and differences about this episode. I did love the the look on Marco's face when he read Naomi's message. <laughs> nothing makes it now and it's interesting right because if you paid attention with the closed cap and it captioning that first battle that he was getting a report on that was a terrible terrible hit for him he lost most of his ships one ran away and he only managed to kill two out of the three he they were overpowered <laughs> and he he writes it off right he does a good chill job oh you know let's say the people we lost but it was worth it it really wasn't and then he goes down i mean he's cool he's chill he could take that he could pass those off that's what marco does but Naomi's name is mentioned and that man cannot hold his stuff together for five seconds. Love it. Wonder if someone else is going to think to weaponize that. We shall see. So what else? I don't think much else. I can't wait for the finale. It's amazing. I've already seen it. So I can't wait for you guys to see it. Hopefully I will remember all of the book stuff that is changed and I can bring it up to you next episode because I don't want to step on too much before the season has completely ended because you're probably going to have a lot of questions on next episode too which is gonna be so exciting so exciting where this season is going i've ridiculously talked a long time once again so until next time hitting all right christina so (laughs) 
I think you kind of slipped up. I'm just saying. You said you weren't going to tell me. I think you put a little tell in there. But that's all I'm going to say. Will it be used against him? I think you're telling me something. Yeah, that sure sounds like a tell to me, too. <laughs> I think you're telling me without telling me, Christina. Well, it'll be it will be interesting to see how Peaches is in the book because I'm kind of liking her character now. Yeah, I do get the Daryl Dixon reference, even though I haven't seen Walking Dead, but that was pretty interesting. And, and I'm going to disagree with you a little bit on Christian, and this is why. I mean, yes, I agree that she was better working behind the scenes. She wasn't that good when she was actually the Secretary General. I think things have changed for her to where she will be better in Season 6 as the Secretary General. That's just... I just have a feeling with the way things have gone for her, losing her husband, and finally realizing that killing all the Belters isn't the answer. And I think that's going to be the big thing that is going to come out of her next administration is that she will bring the non-Marco Belters into the fold with the Martians that are still left on Mars and build a force that way. So You know what? I, I think you're right there that it would have been nice to see somebody maybe other than Avasalara take over, but have her work really closely with. Like I could have seen that happening and it, that would have been cool. But I think she has changed a lot, like you said, where before it was like, I'm going to just blow everybody up. And she was really, I guess, full of herself is yeah, the best way to say it. Strictly focused on protecting the earth and now she's got a much larger view of the galaxy yes and i think that holden and the crew kind of like with amos that they've made her see things differently and are really kind of having her lean towards a more like all-inclusive kind of mindset where right. she has to think yes it's not just me it's not just, not just my family it's not just earth all right this is gone way bigger so i think that she she will be different this time so and then just saying that out loud i'm like uh don't you <laughs> don't you always say that with somebody that you're like oh they've changed right so all right <laughs> let's say i'm hoping that things have changed there's always more hope in sci-fi characters than there are in real life and right. by the way steve see i'm not the only one who couldn't say the damn island yes <laughs> <laughs> I do want to say with Avasalara when she put Arjun's name up there, like you said in the book, she was holding out till the bitter end. Yeah, I think this is for the rest of us that, all right, because it happened off screen. They are just telling us, yeah, this is this is it. Yeah, I think so too. And the whole thing with Philip and Marco, how Philip has no reaction to to Marco saying it was your fault with sin and then all of a sudden it's like but your mother's alive he's flipping out and then now Marco's flipping out so it should be interesting how this plays out and you know maybe Philip is going to rem finally remember some of the words that his mother said to him and Marco may not quite have the stranglehold on him in the future which the future is one episode right now yes <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we'll just wait and see Yep. Well, as always, Christina, we really appreciate your in-depth book knowledge on this series and keeping us 
updated on the differences between the series and the book and can't wait to hear your thoughts on the season finale thanks christina all right everybody we are asking you to rate and review us on itunes and every other platform you find us on because good ratings and reviews help the other fans of the show find us at this point i know i have told you this is episode nine your friends who have not gotten into this show yet and i'm sure you are talking and telling them you need to watch this they can binge watch everything all the way through the end of episode 10 at this point because it's going to take them a little while to watch everything oh yeah so you can have five seasons together of talking. So make sure you tell your friends, start watching the show, and we can watch it all together then through season six. We hope you're enjoying this podcast. I mean, really. You can visit us at www.fangirlzone.com. Let us know your thoughts by going to the Contact Us page and either emailing or tweeting or whatever you want to do because there's so many ways to get a hold of us. And I am so stressed, so I need a timeout. So after... All of this for this episode of Sci-Fi Talk. I am Sean Fangerless. And I'm Steve. No one starts over because no one ever really leaves anything behind. And until next time.